Hey, Cape Girl. Truman Bobby Newton here with this episode of the Cape Girl Police Department Podcast. Today, I've got two incredible guests in here with me. We've got Chief Morris with the Cape Girl Fire Department and driver operator Chris Miller. Hey, I appreciate you guys taking your time out of your busy schedule and coming in and hanging out with us. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't bring donuts. <laughs> we thought about it, but you know, it is past breakfast time. <laughs> we, we eat donuts all the time around here, you know. <laughs> So, a little bit about you, Chief. Uh, how long have you been with the department, and kind of what is your role? So, uh, I've been with the department. It'll be 20 years next to April. Uh, started in 2004. I've worked in every rank uh, within the fire department. So, I started out as a firefighter and made it up to fire chief two years ago now. So, uh, it's been a been a great great ride, good experience. Learned a lot along the way. Worked with some good people. Um, and you know, my job now is is more administrative than than actually doing work out in the street anymore. I still respond on uh, large, I would say, large significant events. So when we have working fires, I come in and help out a large uh, mass casualty incident or wreck or anything like that. So. I kind of have free reign to go to whatever emergency I want to, but uh, more now uh, is office work, budgeting, right. things like that. So awesome! So, did you start your fire career with Cape, or were you? I know a lot of a lot of folks start in the volunteer world and then you know kind of move over to a paid position. Did you start with Cape? So I I started in the volunteer side. I, I did a very short time with the East County uh, Fire District, and then right after uh, high school, I went into the military and did aircraft rescue firefighting with the Army Reserve. After that, I worked in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and then I came up here, tried to do the college thing for a while, and, and uh, I eventually ended up getting degrees later on down the road, but uh, realized uh, I really wanted to get in get into the job, so yeah. uh, that's when I got hired up here. Awesome. And what about you, Chris? Give us a little background on you. Absolutely. So I've actually been with the Cape Girardeau Fire Department now for six years and have loved it and have enjoyed it. actually started those as a volunteer back in 2013 when I moved to Cape Girardeau at the East County Fire Protection District just north of Cape Girardeau here. And it was a great opportunity to get some good experience and um, learn about the job. And then in 2017, um, applied and was accepted as a firefighter and then started as a firefighter which is the person that traditionally rides in the back of the fire engine. And then now I'm a driver operator, which means that I am actually responsible for driving that big red fire truck <laughs> around and taking people to the emergency so that we can help whoever's in the need. So awesome. um, that's what we do. So now uh, driver operator, obviously you drive the trucks and then operator is that, are you working the pumps then once you guys get to a fire scene or? Absolutely. So the pump actually is on this, my side of the truck. And so, yes, my responsibility as the driver operator, not only is to get the crew there, but then to operate the pump. I make sure they have the tools they need, the incident, and kind of just oversee things to make sure that those guys are taken care of and that they have the tools they need to succeed. So, so you got a pretty big responsibility then because yeah. I've seen your guys' trucks. You guys carry a ton of equipment on there. You've probably have to know where every piece of equipment is which i'm what does every fireman have to know that uh, yeah so we actually have as part of our first year the folks are trained to you know know where things are at so that, that way if the captain who's actually in charge of the fire truck he asks the firefighter to run back and grab the axe or the halligan or whatever tool that that firefighter knows exactly where to grab it and then take it to the scene to help that captain out with whatever he needs so um, it's really a team effort and uh, i'm very thankful for the the crew that i have the three people that i work with we together hopefully we'll be able to, to mitigate any emergency. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's awesome. And you guys run uh, medical calls also, right? Not just 
fire calls. You got it, exactly. So the, the fire truck comes to the medical call um, because it's basically our toolbox on wheels. And we never know when a fire could break out. So we just bring everything with us just in case we have a medical call and we need to get right to a fire. We're able to just hop right back in, clear that incident and go to the next. It works awesome. out really well. All your firemen, are they all EMTs, paramedics, or what experience do they have? Yeah, so um, at a minimum level, we are hiring EMT basics. So it's kind of a tiered level with the medical certifications that we obtain. So bottom level is a first responder. The next level up is EMT basic. We do have a few, I believe we have 16 now, paramedics on the fire department, um, include me and Chris are both paramedics. So that allows us to be able to provide advanced level care with intubations, with putting like tubes in somebody's throat to breathe for them or being able to push cardiac medications through an IV. There's some of the advanced skills that, that we're able to perform. Right. So. so you guys may or may not know the exact numbers, but everybody wants to get in your field to go to the fires, right, and work fires. That's probably not the primary call that you guys go to here in Cape Girardeau, is it? That is not. <laughs> so statistically throughout the country, as EMS has evolved from probably around the 70s, if if you remember the show Emergency oh, from L.A. County, so that is a, a, a very good model to see what's going on out there today. But it's evolved since the 70s, um, and, and the majority of our calls are medical assistance calls uh, for the community. Do you know how many fires you guys work on average in, a, in any given year, is there an average number that I would say less than a hundred, and that ranges. That's not so. Don't don't. Per, I don't want the perception out there that that's hey we're burning down the Cape right. Auto, but we do have small fires. You grass know, whether, fires. It can be grass yeah. fires. It can be a cooking fire on top of a stove. Sure. All the way up to a building. Yep. A large and and building how fire. many calls do you guys respond to? All together throughout a year. Call Last year we were uh, just under fifty-seven hundred. Oh wow! And we're, we're on pace for the same this year, yeah, so right. it seems Correct. to be pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's a lot of a uh, lot of calls responding to. Yes. So uh, so anytime somebody hears sirens going through the their neighborhood, it may not be a house on fire or you know a, a major medical emergency, but there's something going on. You guys got dispatched there for a reason. Correct. And I know you guys work closely with us on on several of our calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we've got an individual here in town that an autistic child that likes to get down in the storm drains. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have come out several times to help us retrieve him from the drain. And you guys do a phenomenal job every time with him, getting him lured out or using the tools that we need to use in order to, to gain access. You guys got a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are smart whenever it comes to, to entering something or getting, you know, making something work. And that's why we rely on you guys heavily. And over the years, obviously, just like our training has evolved, your guys' training has evolved as well. There was a time whenever there may be a, a critical incident going on and you guys kind of sat back in the cold zone, waited for the police officers to arrive, make sure everything was safe for you all to come in and assist. And I know that's changed a little bit really recently in the last couple of years. And talk a little bit about that, how that's changed. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that throughout the country we, we've seen a lot of, uh, unfortunately seen a lot of mass shootings or active shooter incidents. Uh, one of the things in the fire service that we recognized was that if we're not getting in there quickly, people are, are perishing. So, if we don't take a more proactive approach to getting in there to pr- provide medical care, what we call triage, we go in if it's an active shooter event where we can basically save who we can save, get them out and get the most critical people out to safety. That's the approach we're taking now. And we've trained with you guys in the fire de- or in the police department during a, 
uh, like the summertime when school's out uh, to be able to put everything into practice. And, and I, I think it's wonderful. Um, we weren't doing that several years ago. And I think ultimately it's the right thing to do for, for the patient. You guys have a job to do, neutralize a threat. We have a job to do to get in there and get the people who are injured out. And uh, I think it's a great team effort. Uh, everyone that I've worked with, and I hope, hopefully Chris can speak to this as well, that when we've had those exercises have been very supportive of one another. So. Yeah, and just like the fire service is really built on a team atmosphere, it's your crew of three that's going on the fire truck to respond to these incidents, being able to work together with the police officers to come to these more high-level, um, intense incidents, it's important that we all work together. And so I think that's really good that we've had these trainings because obviously what you do in practice is how you're going to perform. And so therefore, us with us having this opportunity to train together really brings our level of competency up. So if that ever were to happen here, we would be prepared to respond and hopefully effectively mitigate the incident with the less loss of life as possible. Yeah, and just going to those trainings with you all and being involved you know, as, as a joint agency, it's comfort for us knowing mm -hmm. that We've got guys that we've, we've worked around, not just yeah, they're the fire department or the police department. No, we're integrated. We work together on uh, multiple, multiple incidents, even those major incidents where we've trained for. So it's comforting for us to know that, hey, I've got your back, you've got my back, and we're going we're gonna to make it out of this thing. Right. So it's always a good, good feeling to have going into stuff. Yeah, so, so one of the things I kind of wanted to reiterate is kind of what you spoke about with backing each other up. I would have never dreamed 10 years ago that, you know, we would be in a world that we are in today where firefighters are having to wear bulletproof vests and safety gear for gunshots or, or stabbings and stuff like that that we're going on now. But th that's, that's the world we're living in, and I think – it's not common for firefighters to be able to acquire some of that gear. Right. But, you know, just the emphasis of how important it is in our profession to be able to do that. And I think we're going to see that a lot more, not just fire personnel, but EMS personnel that, that ride on the ambulance. You never know what you're going into. Yeah, and I mean, it's paramount that you guys have that equipment because, like I said, you don't know what you're going into. I don't leave my house and get my patrol car without my vest mm -hmm. on. Oh, why should you guys be going into these areas and, you know, the hot zones and not being protected? Yeah, it's, it's a great point that you guys have to have that equipment mm -hmm. nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, wish it, I wish it wasn't like that, right. but yeah. unfortunately it is. And on the medical side of things, Chief Morris and I both are CPR instructors as well, and we know that we only have so much blood in our body. So if we do have a gunshot victim, we need to get in there and stop that bleeding because the patient needs that blood to survive. And so, you know, keeping that blood inside the body is critical to survival. And so with us responding more quickly, being able to work together, I think is, is definitely beneficial to that person because we both know that without your blood inside yeah. your body, your heart beating, there's not a lot of life that can happen. So right. just a lot of education, I think, that's come along through the years to really kind of emphasize, hey, you know, time, as always, is of the essence. And so that's why I encourage people to call 911 quickly so we can get there and uh, respond as quickly and safely as possible and take care of the incident. So, yeah. So a little bit about the fire department. You guys have four stations? Correct. And do you guys work out of the same station every shift, or do you all rotate? Just a little bit inside look on yeah, how absolutely. that works. that's a good question. So um, there are four stations conveniently located on all four corners of the city, so we have a really good response time to wherever you may live in the city of Cape Girardeau and beyond, because not only do we um, take care of the emergencies here in the city, sometimes incidents, um, like in Scott City this morning, we uh, help them out as well, because they're actually an all-volunteer force down there. When they have a fire or some major incident, we can go down and help and support them too, 
which is great. It's a good, once again, team atmosphere. But our four stations take care of the emergencies here in the city. I am been assigned to station number three, which is by Blanchard School on the northeast corner of the city, and uh, have served as the primary driver operator there on my crew for about three years. And so I'm one of the ones that's a little bit more stable in their position. There are other firefighters who do bounce around from station to station, kind of depending on what our staffing needs are, who's on vacation, who might be out injured, things like that. So there is some flexibility, which I enjoy because you never know, obviously, what the day is going to bring. But then also it's neat to, uh, like tomorrow, I'm working for a, a a guy at another station and so I can go meet his crew and help him out just interact with different folks and so it's kind of all everyone just kind of gets to know each other and still be part of that same team so yeah that's awesome and I'm I'm working down at at station one that's where our administrative offices are at at our headquarters there on uh, Sprig and Independence so you know I I think one of Chris's points is our goal especially with new people when they come in is we want to get them acquainted with all four of the fire stations and and, uh, the areas the districts that they cover because they're all unique. You know, right. everybody, uh, you know, thinks, oh, well, it's, it's, you know, it's the same old, same old. Well, to a degree it is, but every area has, um, you know, their troubled areas and their uh, different infrastructure that might be in those areas. You know, some might be residential, some may be commercial style. So it's all really unique. We really live in a cool community yeah. to see, uh, especially when we talk about fire stuff and getting into buildings. Um, it, it's every building's different in some way. Something that I think is uh, kind of funny is when I started, we had four zones. You guys have four zones. Mm -hmm. But somebody way back when wanted to be so different from the fire department that they flipped our zones. So (laughs) here in the recent times, we have flipped them back to where now our zones match your guys' zone, which makes sense. I don't know who came up with the idea of let's have opposite of the fire, but uh, I don't know if it was a fire that came up with that or police came up with that, but somebody had that idea that made zero sense. And then down at station number one is where the ladder truck is kept. So a lot of people drive by and they see that big truck with the big ladder on top. It actually could go up to 109 feet in the air. And so that's something we use for laddering buildings or rescuing people out of windows, you know, the higher rise buildings that we have so that's unique to that station station number one our headquarters where that uh, ladder number ladder number one is kept and is staffed 24 7 with a crew to respond to any of those uh, special emergencies awesome which all of your stations are staffed 24 7 right correct right. yes okay. absolutely so there's a crew of three at each fire station staffing an engine which is a truck that brings water and is able to put out the fire take care of medical calls things like that um, but station number one I'm kind of jealous because I work at station three, but station number one has the extra ladder truck gotcha. um, to uh, have a crew with that to you know handle all those specialized incidents. Right. Speaking of that, if somebody wanted to come down and see the ladder truck or do a tour of the station, do you guys offer that or how do they go about doing that? Absolutely. Yeah. If they just give us a call there at station number one, 573-339-6330, talk to our administrative staff, they can get a tour scheduled and that's helpful for us so we can get it on our calendar and plan for it and make sure that we're ready and able to be there. And so, yeah, anytime we have a lot of school children that come by, you name it, we've had everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not limited on how many people there are. If, uh, you know, we've had uh, grandparents bring their grandson in before. And uh, so maybe just a small localized group. So yeah, we, we welcome everybody. You know, that's, that's one of the things we, we really enjoy is, um, is being able to, you know, kind of show what ultimately our, our taxpayers are yeah. providing for us to be able to provide the service. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know we do the same thing around here. You know, I've got a tour coming up for the Cub Scouts and in a couple of weeks, you know, they're going to come by and we're going to give them a tour of the police department. So yeah, we, we do that as well. Um, and then this past summer with our neighborhood roll calls, 
you guys have started partnering with mm-hmm. us on that and going out to the communities. And I don't know about y'all, but I love those. Like, I enjoy being out in the community on a positive note. We're not responding for some sort of incident. We're out there to be with the community and just kind of talk to them, find out what kind of issues they're having and what's going on. And I know you guys probably enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't echo any more than what you said. I think it's uh, it's good. You know, we we always love, I think both of us, uh, police and fire, we want the feedback. You know, right. we want to uh, self-improve on anything that, um, that we can do to help out the community. And we really appreciate you letting us partner with you guys on that. And one last thing is if somebody's interested in joining the Cape Girardeau Fire Department, what kind of background do they need and experience and things like that? So one of the best things that actually is how I became a Cape Girardeau firefighter was every spring, um, the fire department actually teaches what's called a firefighter one and two class. And so that's kind of the basic firefighter certification. If you want to be a firefighter, career firefighter somewhere, the state is going to look for you to have the firefighter one and two certification. And so in 2016, because I got hired in 2017, that's when I got my firefighter one and two certification through the Cape Girardeau Fire Department. And had it not been for that, I don't know if I would have been able to be a firefighter these days. it's not just hosted here. There are several other places, but it was just nice and convenient that I worked here in Cape Girardeau, was able to come to class on the weekend and uh, learn about what it was to be a firefighter. And then also we're blessed to have the Cape Girardeau Career and Technology Center here as well, which is where I got my EMT and paramedic license certifications from. And so having that medical certification, getting it right here in my community um, was super neat as well at an affordable cost. And so it's a lot of great things um, that we can do. And I just encourage people to always, if they have questions, reach out to us on Facebook or give our offices a call because we want to help answer any questions. And we do it all the time. Chief Morris and I talk to people who are like, you know, I see what you guys drive down the street or I'm interested in this or my dad did this and I don't know how he did it, but could I be a firefighter someday? And we talk to people all the time, men, women, children, doesn't matter. We right. t- we are, we're open to anyone and it's just a great opportunity to be part of our family, just like you are. It's a team. It's a family. Yep. You spend a lot of time with each other. That's what we really look for in our applicants, I would say. Chief, anything yeah. else? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm a similar graduate with the, uh, the CTC, EMT, and paramedic program. They're doing great things out there. They've actually started... Um, a uh, high school firefighter one and two program to where the junior and senior year that they're in high school through the career and technology center they're coming out with emt and firefighter one and two which is amazing it's amazing Amazing. that that wasn't heard of you know probably when we were going through and so for for them to be forward thinking like that and ultimately it's going to provide us an applicant pool hopefully down the road to to be able to have some some good recruits coming out of that program and again agreeing with chris um yeah i I would love to uh you know we we want good people on our team just like you guys want good people on your team and uh, anything we can do to put them on the right path it may may be that they don't have anything that if they just want to come in and talk with us and or shoot us an email or call yeah. us and yeah, we'll, we'll are get you back guys up. are you guys down firefighters right now or how yeah. how how bad are y'all struggling? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're struggling uh, a little bit. So uh, we we have our last hiring process only yielded us um, uh, one a cadet. We do have a cadet program right now to where we are taking some folks that have just the firefighter certification, but they need the medical certification, and we can. We teach that in-house. We don't really have a lot of room for expansion with that because we only have one training officer. Right. So any more than one or two people is, is very taxing on us. So we have one applicant coming on, and that's going to leave us still with three openings. Okay. So so we're uh, we're, we're hiring. Um, <laughs> if uh, anyone's interested and 
they're out there and uh, they want to get on the right path, we do have the Firefighter 1 and 2 program application period open right now. So if if they're interested in coming in and, and doing the, the spring program with us, you know, please uh, give us a call and we'll get you signed up. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all coming in and taking uh, time out of your busy schedules because I know you got to stay busy. It's more than... Uh, flipping burgers and uh, getting cats out of the tree. But, you know, I really do appreciate you guys coming in. So, Well, thank you for You're the welcome. opportunity. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you. Time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow along on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, and many other outlets so you can catch the latest episode. Thanks for listening.